Welcome to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay, fitting it all together to make inquiry-based learning accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. everybody and welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Tonight I want to walk you through how I get myself ready and prepared to write report cards and specifically how I'm going to get myself ready and prepared to write report cards during this distance learning time. So I want to share with you kind of the process I go through, the materials that I use, and what my thinking is around writing those report cards during this time. So if you are new to the show, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Patty, and I am a grade five teacher here in Ontario, Canada, and I am also the teacher author behind madlylearning.com. And I host a weekly video show that's released every Monday night at nine. And here in this space, we talk about all things teaching for teachers in grades three to six. It's my hope that I'm able to help you to use inquiry-based teaching, teaching split grades, or how to fit all of your curriculum expectations together to make learning simple and fun. So tonight I want to walk you through my process on how I use report cards or how I get ready to write my report cards. Now, the first step is to stay attuned to what the ever-changing rules are these days around writing report cards. This is probably my number one process that I have to keep updated on is checking all of the memos that are coming into my email box and being very clear as to what the expectations are provided to me by my school board, by my principal, as well by the Ministry of Education. There has been some big changes that have happened, at least for me in my position. So I need to make sure that I am aware of exactly what's expected of me and make sure that I'm following those specifically so that I know that I'm not going to have to redo my report cards. So keeping updated on what my principal expects, what my union expects, as well as what the ministry and school board expects and their most current update is kind of key. So that's the number one thing that I have to do because I can't write report cards unless I know exactly what the expectations are. For myself, my expectations are that my report card marks my evaluation is going to be based from January 31st until March 13th. So I need to only use that evaluation period for my marks and that anything that has happened after March 13th, while I've provided feedback and can include some of that information on their comments, that none of that is to count towards their marks on their report card. So none of the levels. So those are kind of the guidelines that I am specifically following, but I would encourage each and every one of you to make sure that you are very aware and clear as to the latest expectations because it's literally changed from like in 24 hours, it can change overnight with the news that is coming down as to how we are writing it. So that's my number one tip is know what you're expected to do. Now from there, it's now that I know what I'm expected to do, how am I going to go ahead and get everything organized so that I can actually write my report cards in a quick and easy way? So the very first thing that I'm going to do is go straight into my marks. I do leave learning skills till the end 
even though they probably take up the most time, I want to get my marks and my comment bank organized and ready before I go ahead and enter in my learning skills comments and and marks for that as well. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I gather as many resources as I can to look at what these marks would be. Now I organize these by overall expectations. So I go through the curriculum and I'm looking at overall expectations. So generally in the subjects I teach, they have about three or four overall expectations for that strand. Now, I'm able to take that information and put it on a spreadsheet. So for all of my organization for report cards, I organize all of that data for report cards specifically. I organize it on a spreadsheet. So I pull my markbook. I pull some assignments that I'm waiting for feedback. I go into my Google Classroom. I go into all of the other tools that I have been using to collect data and I organize all of that and then I transfer it into one final mark underneath their overall expectation. So instead of just saying, okay, this is your mark for reading, I really do break that down further into what would my mark be for overall expectation of reading one? What is their mark for overall expectation two, three, and four? And then I look at the average and the mode of those marks. And that's really what I end up using to put into the overall goal. So I do want to break it down further in looking at, instead of just one mark for reading, I do want to break that down further into, I actually want to assign marks to each of those overall expectations so that I can kind of see how that final mark comes together. So I start with my assignments that are going to hit specific expectations. I combine those together to get my overall expectation marks, and then those combine together again to give my final mark, which actually sits on the report card. And I do this all in my spreadsheet. So on, I take my whole marks, those are not on my spreadsheet, so the marks for all of the specific expectations, I take those and they're all kind of sitting in front of me on my desk, and then from there in my spreadsheet, I assign a mark for each overall expectation. Then from there, I put the final mark into the report card program. And I do this because it just gives me a better idea of where students sit, especially for something like writing. I find with writing, sometimes students are strong in one area, but weaker in another. And it lets me kind of for me, validate what that overall mark is and help to understand exactly um, what is where that final mark came from. So I do want that intermediary step of looking at the overall expectations. So once I have that all in the spreadsheet and I know their mark, now it's time for me to build my comment bank. So once I have built my comment bank and I have comment banks um, for all of my subjects that I teach. I've used Excel. I also have a Google Sheets for all of my comments. Because we're talking about distance learning right now, I'm going to definitely be needing to tweak some of my comments. My comments will be two different types. One will be the comments related to the mark, and the other will be a comment based on some of the activities that we have done during distance learning. So I will be adding some comments based on the work that they've been doing for me since March 13th, but none of that will be related to 
my mark that may or may not be there because there's probably going to be a lot of eyes on many of my report cards because I haven't taught it before March 13th. So because I am looking at those comments, I'm going to either provide introduction sentences to my already existing comments. So something like um, during distance learning, Johnny, and then my regular comment, or I will just rewrite my comments. Now, when I'm writing my comment bank, I write my comment bank on a leveled rubric. So I have a column, and again, this is all done on Google Sheets. So I have a column for level one, level two, level three, and level four. Now I am using Power Teacher Pro as my comment or as my report card program. And I actually don't make my comment bank right in report and Pro Teacher, Power Teacher. What, whatever that one is. I don't actually use their comment builder because I don't like how it works. So I would rather have my comments all in an Excel spreadsheet accessible, and then I'll just copy and paste them into their final comment box so that I can pick and choose the comments that I need. That is my process. If you find that using the comment bank builder, we used to use MX Web. MX Web had a great comment builder and I would build my comments there. But now I have my comments in an Excel spreadsheet or in a Google sheet because both of them are interchangeable. So I have, I build out my comments for each of the four levels and then I will attach that comment right into the report card program. So this is an example of my comment bank. This is the grade four report card comment bank that is available on Teachers Pay Teachers. But you'll notice that I have comments for each of the strands that I am teaching, as well as a level one, two, three, and four comment for for each student. Now it does have the name code in there for the report card program. Um, and I will be adding for this, for each one of these strands, I will be adding an I statement or at least an introduction statement that I can be including into the report card comment to fit the needs of my students. And I organize my entire comment bank like this. It allows me to reorder if I need to. Um, but I do really like having the ability to use Excel or Google Sheets to be able to see all of my comment bank at once and be able to change the layout and the format. And I much prefer the versatility of this program to organize my comments versus, say, using a Microsoft Word or a PowerPoint or word processing type of comment because this is going to be, you're going to have a lot more versatility with how this works. So this is kind of how I have worked my comments for these, for these topics. So if you don't have a, your comment bank built or it's currently in Word, I would encourage you to convert, or if you've got some time to convert your comment bank into say a Google Sheets or into an Excel form because it does make pulling these comments back and forth into your report card program just a little bit easier. 
It's also really helpful if you're doing this to have two screens working at the same time. So working with a double monitor system is also going to make this a lot easier for you so that you can see both applications at the same time. So once I have all of that built up and built out, then I can go ahead and copy these comments as needed into my report card comment bank and I can spread these out or make this easier so that I can quickly access these comments kind of all on one screen so that I'm not scrolling through pages and pages, say, of a Word document to find the comments that I need. If I need to, even on here, I can hit Control F and find something in the sheet. So if I'm looking for addition, I can Control F, which will find that word in my sheet. It also allows me that if I'm not using, if I'm not teaching that strand right now, I can go ahead and select that and simply just hide the row, which will make that invisible so that I can work with less right now. And if I want to unhide it, I can unhide that as well. So it does allow me to kind of reduce my view and increase my view. So using a Excel or a Google Sheets program is definitely a great time saver if you are having to manually input comments um, for that. Now, I'm not an advocate generally of writing 30 personalized comments all of the time. I'm much more able to take my comments that are at comment bank and I will insert them into the student's comment section. And then I will go back through once everything's been inputted and I will add personal touches into those comments. But the framework for my comments are definitely going to stay pretty general because I'm looking at a at conservation of time here. I don't have a lot of time to be spending days and days and days writing report cards. So I'm trying to be more efficient with my time and understanding that I don't need to have 100% personalized comments for each and every student, that I need to be succinct and clear in what I am writing. And I definitely have no obligation to fill that box that sometimes simple is better. So Go with what your district, your principal expects. That's your number one priority. But then try to find some time-saving tips that will allow you to get your report cards done a little bit faster. Now, when it comes to learning skills, I've said it before and I will say it again, using Student Evaluator to help me develop my learning skills comments is definitely something that I use. However, I will be honest, I'm not sure how that's going to work in a distance learning model. So I might be using a hybrid of creating a learning skills comment bank for distance learning, as well as using some student evaluator type comments. So if you've got any suggestions for time-saving tips to write your report cards, I would love to hear them. Please add your comments in the comment section below this video. And if you're watching the replay on YouTube or through a podcast, I would love it if you connected with me on social media and shared your tips with me there. I'll be happy to share those out as well. So thank you so much for joining me. And I hope this is giving you some ideas on how you can more efficiently write your report cards by seeing my process. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon.
Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Inquiry Live podcast replay. You can find the links, resources, and more information from today's episode at www.teachingwithinquiry.com. Don't forget, you can always catch this show live on Facebook every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Madly Learning Facebook page. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Inquiry Live.